Republican establishment is trying to nullify the 2016 election. That's a brutal fact we have to face. The Republican establishment. The Republican establishment. Wants to nullify the 2016 election. Trying to nullify the 2016 election. Right. Absolutely. Who? I think, I think Mitch McConnell and to a degree Paul Ryan. They do not want Donald Trump's populist, economic, nationalist agenda to be implemented. It's very obvious. It's obvious as, it's obvious as, it's obvious as night follows day. Give me a story that illustrates that. Well, Mitch McConnell, we first met him. I mean, he was, he was, he, he said, I think in one of the first meetings uh, in Trump Tower with the president, as, as we're wrapping up, he basically says, I don't want to hear any more of this drain the swamp talk, flat out. He goes, a guy up on Capitol Hill can't buy a Coke unless it's got to be reported. He says, I can't, I can't hire any smart people because everybody's all over him for reporting requirements and, and the pay, et cetera, in the scrutiny. You know, you got to back off that. The drain the swamp thing was, was Mitch McConnell was day one. Did not want to, did not want to go there, wanted us to back off. You are attacking on many fronts people who you need to help you to get things done. They're not going to help you unless they're put on notice. They're going to be held accountable if they do not support the President of the United States. Right now, there's no accountability. They have totally, they do not support the President's program. It's an open secret on Capitol Hill. Everybody in the city knows it. And so, therefore, now that you're out of the White House, you go into war with Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Life's most underappreciated talents is to know when it's time to move on to life's next chapter. So I stand before you today, Mr. President, and my colleagues to say this will be my last term as Republican leader of the Senate. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. However, I'll complete my job. My colleagues have given me until we select a new leader in November and they take the helm next January. I'll finish the job the people of Kentucky hired me to do as well, albeit from a different seat. And I'm actually looking forward to that. So let me go back to you, Garrett Hake. Um, tell me what your view is of the short term now and what we just heard, frankly, from Mitch McConnell. Uh, obviously, a very emotional day for him. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is. I mean, he's been in this body almost half of his life. Like I said, longer than I've been alive, he's been a United States senator. We have seen it time and time again over the last several years, really over the history of the Senate, how difficult it is for lawmakers to understand when it is time to step away from this chamber. It's particularly hard for members in leadership. Mitch McConnell probably hasn't driven a car in decades, all right? I mean, these are people with security details. They get flown around the country. They're absolutely critical to the the political infrastructure of the party they support uh, and, and basically are treated as such every single day. And to step back from that, even to become just a regular rank and file member of your own party again, is a big step. As I mentioned earlier, he also recently suffered a loss in his family, which is the kind of thing that gets anybody thinking about their own mortality and about their own future. And I want to just add something to the question that uh, Michael raised rhetorically, the idea of what does a Mitch McConnell endorsement give Donald Trump? It gives him a trophy. It gives him proof of the complete dominance that he has over the Republican Party if he were able to, to essentially subjugate the last remaining elected leader anywhere who has opposed him, who has been mocked by Trump, whose wife has been mocked by Trump in racist terms on social media uh, for months, if not years. I'm thinking about the dates going back in time here. 
to have someone like McConnell in after all of that history then turn around and endorse Donald Trump is kind of to me the one final signal if anybody needs any more that the Republican Party in 2024 is Donald Trump's not about the party and the body of the Senate that he came into in the mid 80s and the idea of kind of a, a, a Reaganite view of the world and of America that he has tried to uphold he talked a little bit about his view of the Senate this is a guy whose book is titled the long game he has been focused on the Senate and senatorial power when so so many of his colleagues, past and present, came into this office, looked in the mirror, and saw themselves as president, not as a senator. That was never a goal of his, and it showed in the way that he controlled this body, even from his current job as minority leader. The Senate affords you that ability. He did not talk about Donald Trump, although he did allude to the fact that he understands as well as anyone the politics within his own party. Remember, as I said, they've not spoken since 2020. Uh, McConnell was reported to have considered voting for a conviction of Donald Trump in the second impeachment trial, the one related to January 6th, but ultimately voted to acquit and then blistered the former president on the floor. Their relationship has never recovered. And even as other senators, including his current number two, John Thune, who is equally uh, perhaps Trump skeptical, have come back into the fold and endorsed the former president as he seeks uh, the office for a second time, Mitch McConnell never has. Now he's engaged in conversations or his aides have engaged in conversations about that possibility. But I think it's also entirely reasonable to assume that he who understands the politics of the moment so well in this country looked around and saw a future Republican Party, perhaps in the majority again in Washington, perhaps not, as not necessarily something he wanted to dive in with both feet as an 82-year-old, Chris. Broke out of Capitol Hill, and that is one Mitch McConnell, who ended his tenure today as the longest-serving Senate leader in history. He'll be gone in a few months, but we're going to live with his legacy for a very long time. So there's anything that sums up McConnell's relationship with Donald Trump and that MAGA movement and how it defines our politics today. It would be the moment he pinned the blame for the deadly insurrection on Donald Trump while in the same nanosecond voting to acquit him during that second impeachment trial. When you, Melissa, um, see McConnell try to put some distance between himself and the MAGA movement, which now is, you can't separate it from the Republican Party. The MAGA movement is today's GOP. Um, it's, it's, it's so rich with irony for the reasons you're articulating. I mean, the MAGA movement only gets as far as it gets in terms of stripping women of a right they've had for 50 years because McConnell made sure that Trump's picks, um, who didn't come from any of, of Trump's long-held um, admiration for any of these three people, I'm pretty sure he didn't know who any of them were, um, it, it, it's, it's all a piece. So I find McConnell today separating himself from MAGA rich at best. Well, there's this amazing clip on C-SPAN, and it's also in Don Porter's documentary about the Supreme Court deadlock that has Mitch McConnell in 1989, just after the Robert Bork failed confirmation hearing, where McConnell says, they didn't confirm my guy, I'm never going to confirm their people. And it is that same sense of grievance and aggrievement that characterizes the MAGA movement. Like, you guys have done this, and we're going to do this, we're going to be obstructions. It's the politics of obstruction and Mitch McConnell is the key player in all of this. He coined the term. He made it happen. And although he may be distancing himself from the MAGA movement now, he was essentially its midwife. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Here's I got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. 
I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Wednesday, 28 February, year of our Lord, 2024. A historic day just got even more historic. I want to um, read to you, had just come across the wire. Breaking news, SCOTUS to hear, that's the Supreme Court of these United States, to hear Trump criminal immunity appeal in case stemming from his failed bid to cling to power in 2020. This is one of these lefties putting this up on Twitter. To, wait for it. To be argued in late April. I cannot wait. Uh, my team's going to monitor uh, Ari, <laughs> Ari at MSMC, Joy Ann Reed. They'll be in full meltdown. Katya, Neil Katya, Weissman imploding. Because, folks, uh, let me do some math for you here. If they're going to argue it in late April... It won't get decided minimum, I don't think, until they leave in June. But let's say they get back in May. You're not. This means, I think, there's no way you have this trial of J6 prior to the election. You heard it here first. There's going to be a lot of meltdown tonight. A lot about the, 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 the McConnell-Trump. It's full Trump. So the immunity... The Jack Smith, the deranged Jack Smith on the immunity. And remember, you don't even have the obstruction of government preceding that bogus charge. That's going to be in the normal course of business with the court. I don't think they're going to get back till June on that. All this means the immunity, and I think this is in your grill, not to be argued till late April at the Supreme Court. It's election interference. You try to jam this thing in because what they say, oh, no, 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 no. You could still go if you double rush and double quick everything. You could start, you know, September 15th and get it done, get a jury back, uh, you know, with a verdict on the day before the election, November 4th. This is how insane they are. This is how the lawfare, you do understand, as Mike Davis said, and you had a huge part in this. By digging in hard and having President Trump's back, the, all the lawfare is cr- is cratering around us. The 14th Amendment charge is cratering. Fonnie Willis is probably going to end up going to jail for perjury. That's cratering. Here, this is cratering. This means the media circus that's going to... And Alvin Bragg and these guys are not ready at all. To, that's circus time up there. But, uh, and this was so big, it, it, it jumped our... Not celebration, commemoration... Of Mitch McConnell. That very first clip you saw, I think was September 15th. They took that, um, they recorded that uh, like a week before, a couple days before. That was 60 minutes. I gave an interview that I told them, hey, you can interview me as long as you want. You can, because I'd never given an interview. You can talk to me as long as you want, but all of it has to go up. You can edit it for 60 minutes, obviously. But all of it has to go online, and I think they put three nights in a row on Charlie uh, Rose's show on Bloomberg. All three hours of it went up. That was 
from the um, from the interview where I said, "Hey, I'm going to war with Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan," and eventually we got him. Today, MAGA got the trifecta: McCarthy, McDaniel, and uh, McConnell. You got him. This was 100% this audience. You just saw all the analysis. He doesn't want to tangle with MAGA anymore. He understands that after Michigan last night, even though she's getting donors, she still has donors, and they still want to force their way into the administration. They still want to force their way in to try to tamp down what President Trump wants to do. That on Super Tuesday, next week, it's all over. Trump will win all the states, blow it away. She'll just be, I mean, they're still going to try to hang around, but he, this is also this pressure that, uh, about getting his endorsement. We don't, I said, we don't need his endorsement. It's irrelevant. Go away, old man. Don't need it. Just get out. Scoot. Get out of here. You've done enough damage. And that's what he had done. Just, just unbelievable damage, right? Unbelievable damage. Damage to the Trump agenda. The reason you don't have a wall, it's Paul Ryan, but Mitch McConnell was behind it. The reason you didn't have all the policies on what Trump wanted to do on national security and NATO uh, was Mitch McConnell. We broke, he broke his pick a couple weeks ago. They kept saying it was, the, it was the Ukraine fight. It was the Ukraine fight. Understanding that they just sit there and say they think they can deem it. And if you deem it, it's going, it's going to happen. This was, the great, this was the great analysis of our own Ben Harnwell. That they're so upset is that Mitch McConnell, these guys, in the old days, they could just deem it. Go on Fox, give you a couple of talking points, pat you on the head, uh, and say, okay, scoot, we're going to do what we're going to do. You can't do that anymore. Everything's a fight. Everything's a fight because you're in the game. President Trump empowered you. President Trump gave you a place at the table, and you've taken it. If you don't think you have power, just look at today. Mitch McConnell stepped down. Because of you. They couldn't fight. At 82, he couldn't fight anymore. Didn't have the energy. To every day have to face this, that we're going to be up in his grill to defend this country. This evil old man, and he is pure evil, this evil old man took months and months and months and months to put forward a fake, a totally fake and phony bill supposedly to save our country, shut down this invasion. That would only exacerbate and make it worse, and then allow the media to use it as a bludgeon office. Oh, you had the best bill ever in history, and we know it was totally fake, totally phony, because they threw it away immediately. When we saw through it and Rosemary Jenks, and Rosemary Jenks got that leak, they immediately all, they pivoted right to Ukraine. Short break, McConnell Memorial next. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now, you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part? 
you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, action, action. Establishment is trying to nullify the 2016 election. That's a brutal fact we have to face. The Republican establishment. The Republican establishment. Wants to nullify the 2016 election. Trying to nullify the 2016 election. Right. Absolutely. Who? I think, I think Mitch McConnell to a degree, Paul Ryan. They do not want Donald Trump's populist economic nationalist agenda to be implemented. It's very obvious. It's obvious as, it's obvious as, it's obvious as night follows day. Give me a story that illustrates that. Well, Mitch McConnell, when we first met him, I mean, he was, he was, he, he said, I think in one of the first meetings uh, in Trump Tower with the president, as, as we're wrapping up, he basically says, I don't want to hear any more of this drain the swamp talk, flat out. He goes, a guy up on Capitol Hill can't buy a Coke unless it's got to be reported. He says, I can't, can't hire any smart people because everybody's all over him for reporting requirements and, and the pay, et cetera, and the scrutiny. You know, you got to back off that. The drain the swamp thing was, was Mitch McConnell was day one. Did not want to, did not want to go there, wanted us to back off. You are attacking on many fronts people who you need to help you to get things done. They're not going to help you unless they're put on notice. They're going to be held accountable if they do not support the president of the United States. Right now, there's no accountability. They have totally, they do not support the president's program. It's an open secret on Capitol Hill. Everybody in the city knows it. And so therefore, now that you're out of the White House, you go into war with them. Absolutely. So there's anything that sums up McConnell's relationship with Donald Trump and that MAGA movement and how it defines our politics today. It would be the moment he pinned the blame for the deadly insurrection on Donald Trump. Well, in the same nanosecond voting to acquit him during that second impeachment trial. Former President Trump's actions preceded the riot for a disgraceful, disgraceful dereliction of duty. The House accused the former president of, quote, incitement. That is a specific term from the criminal law. Let me just put that aside for a moment and reiterate something I said weeks ago. There's no question, none, that President Trump is practically and morally responsible for provoking the events of the day. No question about it. He says, but I've never understood your virulent, hate, virulent hatred for Mitch McConnell until I saw Rosemary Jenks and saw Todd Benzman and saw what was in this bill. He clearly hates uh, the MAGA um, philosophy, the America First philosophy. And anybody associated with it, any of the running dogs and messengers of Mitch McConnell are enemies of President Trump enemies of the MAGA movement, enemies of America first, enemies of the war room posse. I'm not saying kind of against, but they're enemies. They don't believe what you believe. They do not support what you support. And they do everything 24-7. I see it up here in this cesspool in Capitol Hill all the time, behind the scenes, always knifing President Trump. And that's why President Trump had to come in and Bigfoot it the other day about, hey, this thing's not happening. And Mitch McConnell's finally been broken. 
Okay, so that uh, C- CBS is from six and a half years ago. Is that correct? Six and a half years ago, we finally got them because we're relentless. We're never going to give up. Got Mike Davis on deck. Matt Gates is going to join us. Uh, massive day. Also, guess what? Johnson just cut a deal. Is my guy up? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let me. I got Mike uh, Davis. Is going. To, I'm going to get to him in a second on McConnell. Let me go to Matt Gates. Matt. Uh, I want to talk about McConnell, but just came across the wire that Johnson has agreed to a short-term CR in order to agree to funding bills that do not shut down the border and don't really have any policy wins. I know us. I must be reading this incorrectly, sir. Correct? No, I I have said frequently that I believe that we're now going to have a series of mini buses that uh, don't meet our needs on the border, that don't achieve any meaningful policy wins for conservatives, but that allow members of the Appropriations Committee to still uh, tuck away the non-defense discretionary spending that they want. And it gives the folks uh, who who want to see bigger budgets, the Pentagon, I think all the elasticity that they're seeking. And uh, that'll be the coalition. It'll be a coalition that includes more Democrats than members of the Freedom Caucus or Freedom Caucus-aligned members. Does Mike Johnson just think we're bluffing? Is he just not or he doesn't care? He says he cares about the border. He cares about security. He makes commitments about the border. So here we are now in another situation. He's going to give the swamp. He's going to give the cartel everything and not use the leverage he has to force a shutdown of this government to get meaningful action, executive orders from Biden that even Biden admits he has, sir? I believe that with the right vision and the right leadership, even this House Republican majority would be willing to fight on the border. Maybe not fight on all the things that I want to fight on, right? On Jack Smith and Planned Parenthood and getting all of the woke and weaponized features out of our government. You know, maybe they wouldn't go there, but I think from our most liberal member to our most conservative member, there is unity of purpose on the border. And I think any deal that uh, does not uh, achieve wins there, that does not force Biden's hand there, is one that uh, that really leaves a, a lot to be desired. I don't know that it's Mike Johnson thinking that you're bluffing so much as it's a path of least resistance um, for for a lot of the members in our co- conference who don't want to face down the evil that is this Biden administration. Look, you, if this is a game of chicken, like we're veering off the road before the other side even gets their engine fired up. You got to be willing at this stage of the game to get done what we have to get done. There's going to be some pain. We're going to have to be willing to endure political pain as members of Congress. Now, we don't want that pain to be felt by our constituents, but look at the path we're on right now. We are going to be a country 50 trillion in debt, and I'm going to come back and mark this segment with you, Steve, when when I said it, because there's no plan to curtail this out of control spending, and we just keep kicking the can down the road. Now, I'm not read into the details of this particular agreement because I've spent the last eight hours <laughs> behind closed doors uh, asking questions to Hunter Biden, and so uh, I'll have to meet with the speaker and see if uh, if he sees this in a more favorable light than I do. <laughs> Hang on, we'll get to that and Jack Smith, the Supreme Court rule, all that here in a moment. I got to go back to this. But, brother, we were promised. Remember, they told us at first, you told me, hey, Steve, they're not going to be cutting a nickel out of this thing. It's just the way the town works. But he said they are going to get some policy wins, and, and votes said the same thing. There's not one penny cut. There's no policy wins at all. Right. And they didn't. He sat well, there and that. said, I don't know I'm, that. I'm going to we got to shut down. the." Well, I mean, they're on the margin. There'll be some there'll be some goofy, the way, there'll be some shiny toys yeah, there. I'm talking about real well, policy. I'm talking about real policy wins with an open border. Go ahead. How can you count anything else as a policy win? 
right? Like, well, we're going to exactly. claim that we that we like put a work requirement on some entitlement program when you just let 10 million people into the country illegally and you're blowing out the eligibility for all these things. What you're going to tell me that while you know we are spending billions of dollars on illegal aliens and people who live in Yuma, Arizona right now can't get their own babies into the neonatal intensive care unit because they're full up with illegals. You're telling me that like we're supposed to we're supposed to sell regulatory reform to those folks. It's it's nonsense. We, this border is central to how America is thinking right now about our country, and I think that we ought to take the majority out for a spin. Otherwise, we risk creating a class of voter that does not exist now. Right now, Trump voters, you know what they do? They go all the way down the ballot and they vote Republican, and that drug a lot of people over the finish line in 2016 and 2020 who are probably undeserving. Let's not go and create a new class of Trump voter that votes for Trump and then just puts their puts their ballot in because we haven't given them enough of a reason to believe in us and what we're doing to fight their battles and win a few along the way. This is what I understand about the border. The polling's coming out again today. It, Eric Adams is unwinding the sanctuary city in New York because everybody understands that this is the number one issue in the country. How can Johnson look at you guys after making all these commitments that if the border was not shut down, nothing would go forward? That's just a bald-faced lie. It's a bald-faced lie, well, sir. Right now, he is maintaining that position vis-a-vis -vis the supplemental. And I, I, I sincerely hope that holds, right? We should not be sending money to Ukraine or any other country, for that matter, while we have not dealt with our border. But I, I am where you are. I think that we should not be funding this government if it is not at least willing to meet the basic need of securing the, the U.S.-Mexico border. And it's not like this requires some exquisite or novel solution set. It's the reinstitution of the Trump policies that Joe Biden got rid of on his first day in the White House. And now all Americans are paying the price for it. So uh, the the pitch that some leaders have made to me is, well, Matt, you know, okay, we serve up our border demands, we go into a shutdown, then all of a sudden we get a bunch of weak-kneed Republicans that are hand-wringing and bedwetting uh, that are willing to do anything to get out of the shutdown. That then flips the leverage substantially to Hakeem Jeffries. He then gets to name his price. Now you're not just looking at some minibuses, which is better than an omnibus, marginally. Uh, you're looking at a situation where it's Ukraine, Israel, unpaid for, in expansion of the Green New Deal tax credits, uh, and you'll have Republicans clawing each other's eyes out to make that deal to get out of a shutdown. Not Mike Johnson Republicans, not Matt Gates Republicans, but uh, a few of the ones who like to take shots at us. Can we uh, hold you through the break? Uh, otherwise, I gotta, I'll let you wrap up. I, I got to tell you about the last eight hours I've spent with Hunter Biden. You, you, yeah, you really going to talk budget with that's me what, and no what, Biden? Yeah. No, no, I'm going to get to Biden right now. I just want to make sure I got okay. time to, to get to you. Uh, right. Tell me about uh, tell me about Hunter. They're just saying, hey, they were just dealing with Chinese companies. What's your beef? So I can distill like the full eight hours of Hunter's testimony like this. Hunter says, if I was getting paid, that's because I am a highly skilled lawyer. I'm an experienced international businessman. I was worthy of every dollar <laughs> for the sound advice. And if instead of getting paid, he was demanding payment, which always had a certain kind of shakedown, pay me a bribe energy to it, then he was just a drug-addled fool, and he's very embarrassed for that, and he's very sorry, and he's on his road to recovery, and he, and he wants all of us to, to be uh, in his corner as he fights the daily anxiety of the tough questions that people like Matt Gates have for him.
So, I mean, it, I it, what, it's uh, actually, it's quite something, right? I mean, it's quite something we're like, hey, you're trying to shake down this Chinese businessman. I was totally on drugs. Well, hey, you're getting this money from this Ukrainian oil company. That's because I was totally qualified and deserving. Short commercial break. Congressman Gates on the other side. Mike Davis is with us. We've got the Supreme Court. We have Mitch McConnell. And of course, where's Hunter? Short commercial break. Back in the war in just a moment. I want to warn you of a huge change that could be coming to our money and our bank accounts. First, think back to 9-11, shortly after the government pushed through the Patriot Act. This gave the government power to spy on innocent Americans by monitoring our phone and email and tracking our movement across the Internet. Now, Jim Rickards, editor of the independent financial newsletter Strategic Intelligence and New York Times bestselling author, is warning about a coming event that could elevate this governmental surveillance to a terrifying new level. In fact, some of the guests I've had on The War Room believe that the government will soon expand their powers to track our every move. If we say the wrong things on social media, donate to the wrong causes, buy firearms, or even vote MAGA, the government may be able to shut us out of our bank accounts. I can't say for sure if this will happen, but it's an interesting in dire warning. Fortunately, Jim Rickards, an American patriot and friend of mine, has made it his mission to educate us on what he believes is coming and how to protect yourself from the possibility of programmable money. Watch Jim's warning video now before it's censored like I've been in the past. Go to RickardsWarRoom.com. That's RickardsWarRoom.com now to see the video. Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back. Birch Gold, uh, times of turbulence. You think today's turbulent day is only going to get worse from here on in? Times of turbulence. You want to know how to hedge turbulence? Call the team at Birch Gold, birchgold.com slash abandoned. Philip Patrick and his team are standing by to walk you through everything and immerse you in information. Make sure you check it out today. Birchgold.com slash abandoned. The end of the dollar empire for installments totally free. A fifth. The central bank digital currency will be out in about two weeks. The BRICS nation is buying gold at record rates, 22, 23, and 24. We're working on a central bank digital currency. We've got a clip we're going to play here in a moment when it's rendered. I want to bring back Matt Gates. So, uh, uh, Congressman Gates, your assessment uh, of, uh, of going through, and you know, you know how, to, um, how to really lay the wood to people on this. We know you were tough, f- tough but fair. What is your assessment coming out of this sworn uh, behind the uh, closed doors deposition day? Oh, my assessment is that Hunter Biden was essentially managing a money laundering operation from foreign entities into the Biden family. And they had this veneer of a business. But if you pull back about a layer or two of the onion, there's no actual business. It's just the movement of money to facilitate influence. And when that's done, uh, you know, with Joe Biden creating government deliverables for the Chinese and the Ukrainians in particular, it it starts to paint a really dark picture of what's going on there. That said, what this is really going to come hang down on, to. Hang on, hang on, hold, okay. hold, 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 hang, hang, hang on one second. I want to play this clip. Let's play the clip of Matt Gates okay. walking through the Capitol, coming to the sticks. 
believe that you can actually bribe someone by paying their family members. Like, I, I don't get this construct that unless Joe Biden himself received cash, that he somehow wasn't involved in the bribery operation. Joe Biden was doing the bidding of Burisma. He was doing the bidding of Chinese communists, and his family was getting enriched as a consequence. To me, that's a pretty strong case for bribery. So if you read between the lines there, you know, for a long time, Republicans have tried to convince us that Joe Biden himself was being personally enriched by his son's business dealings and his brother's business dealings. The scant amount of evidence that they provided, there has been explanations for $200,000 check that Biden's associates say was just part of an interest-free loan that he eventually paid back. Uh, so the idea now that, well, if he's around other people being enriched, that that indicates a bribery scam, well, that would be very difficult to prove in a court of law, Katie. And I do get the sense that there are moderate Republicans who also believe that it doesn't rise to the level of high crimes and misdemeanors, which would warrant. Okay. okay. That's actually good so, analysis, Steve. Congressman Gates... Yeah. That is Jake yeah, Sherman. Me, me but, but hang on. But 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 no. But but hang on. You just said money laundering operation, everything, baby. I think we can win this. Not just impeaching. I think you can win the trial in the Senate, sir. It will never get that far because here's what Ryan Nobles is right about in that report that he gives. For dozens of moderate Republicans, they will only vote to impeach if they see money going directly to Joe, enriching Joe. Now, I believe that a bribe can exist in the absence of a direct payment to a person, but instead to a family member. And that's not something I've pulled out of thin air. If you look at the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, there's literally sections of federal law that deal with the illegality of paying people's family members in order to influence them in foreign positions of government, right? So take, for example, you, Steve. If I wanted to bribe you, you're a 70-year-old man, you have probably as much cash as you need. And so I would go and buy Maureen a new house, a new car, jewelry, uh, I'd give her a fake no-show job. And if someone did something to enrich your daughter, who you're connected to, and love deeply, then they could probably, you know, have a greater opportunity to influence you than if they just paid you the cash directly. Because, and so that is how the law is shaped in the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. And it's how I certainly see the Biden money laundering operation. But while I'm glad you played that clip for your audience, because they should know that Nobles is right. There are dozens of Republicans who will not vote to impeach based on the evidence we currently have. I would, because I still think it's a bribe. But uh, if you believe that some successful impeachment is emerging out of the House and then resulting in a trial in the Senate, then maybe you and Hunter Biden were in the same peyote, Dan. So um, you're saying right now, even with your correct interpretation of the Foreign uh, Corrupt Practices Act, you think enough people say a way to slip through there, say, let's just let this die and let the American people figure it out in November. Is that that your point? Yeah. We're not going to really way, have an impeachment. Way, and I draw. And I draw from the Foreign Corrupt Practice Act as persuasive authority. That, of course, is dealing with U.S. citizens who are bribing people abroad. But if if it's the law that you can't pay someone's kid in order to influence them in a foreign government, certainly the contrapositive would apply in our thinking about impeachment, which isn't a criminal trial, right? Which is an assessment as to whether or not someone's been compromised through a bribe or other high crime or misdemeanor. So I believe that threshold's met based on the evidence I saw today, based on the enrichment to James Biden, Hunter Biden, Haley Biden, the whole crew. And I, I think that Joe Biden is very unlikely to be impeached by the House of Representatives, based on these bribes, based on the evidence we currently have. 
Uh, I know you got to bounce. A couple other quick things you saw with the SCOTUS Supreme Court just said they're going to hear they're going to hear the immunity uh, d- debate uh, late April. Your assessment of that as far as them getting a trial before uh, November 5th. So that's good news for President Trump, certainly not dispositive. Had the Supreme Court not granted cert, then there would have been no further claim of presidential immunity to resolve, and you'd have had you know, Jack Smith continuing to put our political system through a legal meat grinder. Uh, now the court's going to hear argument on, on that, uh, and I don't know if they're going to, you know, my, my belief is that there's going to be a pretty extensive written opinion because it's a novel question before the court. They're not going to affirm uh, per curiam, I don't believe, and so uh, the, the fact that they've taken up the case case actually um, is a good sign, but we'll see how it impacts the timing. I still think they're going to try to get a ruling out of the court and to get in some sort of evidentiary phase of the trial before the election. That's the whole goal. That's the whole, that's uh, why they're doing Mitch, this. Exactly. Mitch McConnell today uh, stepping down. Your thoughts? We got the hat trick. McCarthy, McDaniel, McConnell. <laughs> I told you at CPAC, Steve, I'm the road grader, baby. We got to go and 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 ensure that that the uh, obstructions are moved out of the way for the America First movement uh, to get on track and to start achieving our goals for the people who trust us and believe in us. So uh, I think, yeah, hitting the McFailure hat trick quite a day on Capitol Hill. I'm excited about it. Uh, Congressman, where do people get the podcast, all your writings, your social media, all of it? Uh, my podcast is Firebrand. It's available anywhere you listen. Most folks listen on Apple or through our Rumble uh, channel, which is pretty spectacular. That's at Rep Matt Gates, and you can find me on X uh, at Matt Gates. Congressman, thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. Mike Davis joins us by phone. Uh, Mike, first off, Mike, I, want, I got you to talk about Mitch McConnell, the judges, but I got to ask you first. Uh, tell me about your thoughts about this uh, Jack Smith late April. Is uh, is is Congressman Gates right? You think they'll still be able to fit this in before the election? I think that's the goal of Jack Smith and the Biden Justice Department, but it's going to be very tight. It's going to be very hard for them to do it, and they're going to violate Justice Department regulations about not having a political trial before a uh, presidential election or any election. So what the Supreme Court did today— was uh, decided to hear this case on whether a president of the United States is immune from criminal prosecutions, uh, prosecution for his official acts. Federal judges are immune both civilly and criminally for their official acts. Uh, Members of Congress are immune both civilly and criminally for their official acts. The president right now is only immune civilly because there has never been an indictment of a former president before. And so the Supreme Court correctly took this case. And I think that they're going to have to establish that the president, any president of the United States, is immune from criminal prosecution for his official acts. Otherwise, we're going to destroy the presidency. Otherwise, when Trump is back in office, the Trump 47 Justice Department could indict President Obama for capital murder for the ordering the drone strike on two American citizens. And then... How big is it? How big a deal is that they're even taking it up? And how big a deal is it's not going to be argued until late April? If it's not argued till late April, we're not going to get a ruling on this until what May or June? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's good that they took this case. Remember, Jack Smith back in December filed an extraordinary petition asking the Supreme Court to take this case 
before the D.C. Circuit ruled, because Jack Smith said that only the Supreme Court could decide this case, because he wanted to rush and get a decision. The Supreme Court said no. They sent it back to the D.C. Circuit, the, the appellate court. And now it's back at the Supreme Court. And then Jack Smith said, oh, no, we don't want the Supreme Court to rule because the D.C. Circuit uh, voted in his favor. So it's good that they took this case. They had to take this case. This is so important. This is so much bigger than Donald Trump. Uh, I would say this. I, I'm actually a little bit concerned that the Supreme Court seems to be playing into the politics by expediting this this case. There's no reason for the Supreme Court to expedite this case. They should have just granted Trump's request to stay, allow Trump to go through the normal appellate process, the en banc process with the D.C. Circuit. This is a novel question that, uh, that has great impact on the presidency. Every president going forward will be affected by this decision. It's, uh, it hasn't been decided yet because, again, this is the first time that we've had a former president indicted with these four bogus indictments by the Democrats against Trump. So the Supreme Court... I think, have politicized this by expediting this. Uh, but the Supreme Court likely will not decide this case until uh, sometime in June, maybe, uh, you know, maybe late late May, but probably June. It's going to be such a monumental case. There are going to be uh, probably, a, there's probably going to be a majority opinion at dissents and concurring opinions. So I don't see how this can get resolved before the end of June like the rest of these monumental cases each term. And so that means that the, this case has stayed in the D.C. District Court with D.C. Obama Judge Tanya Shutkin. Everything stayed. Discovery stayed. Everything stayed. It would take at least three months, two or three months after this decision in June. So we're talking August or September at the absolute earliest that they could start this trial. How do you start a trial right before the presidential election, why could why would you not wait until after the presidential election? It's not relevant to the election whether he's convicted or not convicted. He could be convicted and still be president. This is purely election interference by the Biden uh, by the Biden White House, by the Biden Justice Department, and Jack Smith. And what the Supreme Court should have done was just followed the normal appellate process. I'm glad they took this case. They should take this case. Jack Smith said they should take this case. Back in December, uh, the fact that they expedited this case shows that they're being weak and they're they're being political. Mike, can you hang on through the break? Because I, I want to ask you. I got Fonnie Willis. I got uh, I got uh, um, McConnell. Some other things. So we're going to take a, a short commercial break. Remember, BirchGold.com/slash/Abannon. Not only do you get the four-part series, totally free. The end of the dollar empire. The key part there has got the debt. We're going to get in this whole series about the uh, debt when they, <laughs> this continuing resolution goes down. The number there is 202-225-3121. Time now to light folks up and say, hey, you, you guys committed. Either shut down the border or shut down the government. And we don't want to hear any kind of, you know, oh, well, the Ukrainian supplemental stuff to the side. That's what we're talking about. No, it was about the entire government. Now they've got the ability to shut it all down. The, all the powers in our hands, all the leverages in our hands, and Mike Johnson has given the hubbada, 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 hubbada when he talked about protecting the United States. Two zero two 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 five three one two one. Let him have a piece of your mind. Uh, now it's the time of the next couple of days. We really got to let these guys know because they're going to try to cut a deal, kick it down the road for another week and then another week. It's un- unrelenting. 
Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Find out the financial predicament we're in. Third part of the series is The Debt Trap. Make sure you read it with new numbers. Short break. Who can you trust? Government leaders repeatedly fail us. Self-appointed experts have led us astray. Distrust in so-called authorities is spreading like a bad cold. We can't quite shake it. But you are not as powerless as they'd like you to believe. When there's no one to depend on, it's time to rely and depend on yourself. Not sure where to start? Well, try this. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Grab a four-week emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply for just 60 bucks off. Think about that. $60 off right now. My Patriot Supply has helped millions of American families reach self-reliance. I want you to think about that. Reach self-reliance. These food kits offer meals, drinks, and snacks that provide over 2,000 calories every single day. Sealed inside heavy-duty packaging that lasts up to 25 years in storage. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and protect your future with as many kits as you need. These kits ship fast, free, and arrive in unmarked boxes. With MyPatriotSupply, when you order by 3 p.m., your food kits will ship the same day. Save $60 per kit. That is $60 per kit at MyPatriotSupply.com. Take action. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. I wanted to spend the entire uh, hour on uh, Mitch McConnell, but because of all the breaking news and analysis, everything is happening. Uh, Mike Davis, uh, real quickly, Fonny Willis, what you saw yesterday, and then Mike Roman's lawyer tomorrow with the cell phone data. Your your current assessment of that that front of the of the lawfare situation. Fanny Willis is toast down in Georgia. Her case is toast. She's going to get disqualified from this case. Nathan Wade is going to get disqualified from this case. Her office, the Fulton County DA's office, is going to get disqualified from this case. I think the only thing that needs to be decided is whether this judge dismisses the case with prejudice, without prejudice and allows a new prosecutor to decide whether to refile the case, and maybe this new prosecutor will see this dog of a case and realize it's it's a bogus case and not refile and it goes away, or if a new prosec- prosecutor comes in to the case and then that prosecutor decides to move forward with the case or to dismiss the case. Regardless, I think that this case is done both poli- politically and legally. Um. Talk to me about uh, Mitch McConnell. I know you, you, and people should understand, Davis was there. I was there and Davis there, but Davis was in the trenches the entire time driving forward these confirmations. Give me your Mike Davis tough but fair assessment of Mitch McConnell in this this situation with the judges that will have impact for decades to come, not just at the Supreme Court, sir. I worked very closely with then-Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell when I was the chief counsel for nominations on the Senate Judiciary Committee for then-Chairman Chuck Grassley. And McConnell and Grassley were the tips of the spear to confirm a record number of President Trump's judges. And they did this masterfully. And McConnell, in particular, was masterful in how he kept together the Senate Republican conference. They got very, very wobbly. Even a lot of these uh, senators who are on TV pretending like they're warriors, they weren't warriors behind the scenes. And it was McConnell and Grassley who really 
kept them together. Because if we would have lost that confirmation with Kavanaugh, we would have lost the Senate. Trump would have lost re-election. We would have lost the Supreme Court. We would have lost the country. It was that big. And McConnell kept that together, right? And then we not only did he keep it together, we picked up two Republican Senate seats to make it easy easier in the last two years of President Trump's first term to finish the job of the transformation, getting Barrett in and a record number of lower court judges. We went from a five to four left of center court to a five to four uh, uh, Clarence Thomas court. And you can say what you want about Mitch McConnell on a lot of other things, including Ukraine and including the border. And I'm not with him on those issues. Believe me, he was very good on judges. That was that's his most important legacy of his career, and it's the most consequential accomplishment of President Trump's first term. Mike Davis, where do they go to get all your content? Article3project.org. You can uh, donate there, article3project.org, at article3project, at article3project on Getter, Twitter, Truth, and my personal is at M-R-D-D-M-I-A, M-R-D-D-M-I-A, and I'm heading to an Article 3 Project fundraiser in Jacksonville, Florida. So I'm going to jump off here soon. Go. Okay, sir. Good luck. Want everybody in Jacksonville to go. And they, they have the new Action Center over at Article 3 that you can weaponize yourself on this and so just go there. Uh, people love Jim Rickards. They love Rickards on the show. He's one of the new sponsors. Uh, Paradigm Press, Strategic Intelligence. If you love the discussions of capital markets, macroeconomics, military strategy, uh, you know, geopolitics, all of it, go to Paradigm Press. Uh, go to St- Strategic Intelligence. Put in the promo code uh, Bannon, you know, get a discount, but go to Strategic Intelligence over at Paradigm Press. Do it today. Rickards will be back on the show next week sometime. He came at CPAC and hung out with us and did a live interview. It was fantastic. Mike Lindell, are you in Georgia? Are you down there for the Fonnie Willis hearing? Are you hanging around and going to hang with Mike Roman on Friday? Are you there kicking up dust and causing trouble somewhere else, sir? No, I, yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm in Smyrna, Georgia, in Cobb County. I'm at Adventure Outdoors here. This we're having a big GOP meeting here for Cobb County, and uh, the guy was very gracious enough to use the other side of the building here. We have hundreds of people waiting in there. I'm about ready to go in and do a speech, and uh, we're overlooking their great store. But I'll tell you, Steve, I, I feel down here we're going to be talking about, remember, we're trying to get every county in the country to paper ballots hand counted. By the way, we're up to over 250 now. We have, big, we have a big crowd here for Cobb County, Georgia. And I want to tell the War Room posse, you guys make this possible. I mean, this morning there, I was in the factory. You guys are taking advantage of all of our specials so I can be out here running around and getting our elections secure. And I know my employee-owned company is being taken care of by the War Room Posse. There's the specials we oh, have. It's promo code. The War Room specials. Yeah, go ahead. Give code it. War Room. The Perkel bed sheets, everybody. $34.98 for Queen, $39.98 for King. You guys, all the specials are there. Call the 1-800 number, though. My, they love talking to you all, you guys. 800 873 1062. And then they were making this morning, they were making those Giza queen size pillows 2477 and 2977 for the king. You guys, these are exclusive warm room specials. Nowhere else in the country can they get these prices because you guys have been the best. We love all of you. And uh, are there still- uh, my employees are so gracious. Everybody here, Steve, they're talking about the war room posse and your show in the other room. I told them I had to go out and do this show, and everybody was giving a big fan. 
Well, we love. Is there any is there any way people can still get there, or is this a smaller gathering? Is there any way people no, can get can down to Cobb County they right now? It's going to go on for about three hours, and uh, it's at uh, the Adventure Outdoors in Smyrna, Georgia. Everybody, if you're down here, get here. I'd love to meet you all. I'm going to stay here all night to have a chance to talk to each and every person uh, before and after my speech. So come on down. Okay. Smarter Georgia. Okay, we'll put we'll have Grace and Mo grab that and put it up there. Mike, thank you so much. MyPillow.com promo code War Room. Let's keep the factory floor fully uh, engaged because Mike is going around a million miles an hour to local situations like this down in Cobb County. A lot happening in Georgia. Would you not agree? The second hour is going to be on fire. I've got Laura Loomer is going to join us. Laura Loomer is going to join us about her trip down to Central America. And guess what we're focused on is NGOs, the Hebrews, the Catholics, the Lutherans, the Adventists. Uh, they're down there on tax dollars and your donation, your donations, of course, blended with a little Soros money on the invasion of the southern border. Stick around. The second hour is going to be on fire. Make sure you go to Birch Gold. Just check it out. Talk to Philip Patrick and the team. Get the concept of a hedge, a hedge against times of turbulence. Only 5,000 years. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Philip Patrick and the squad are sitting there waiting for your calls. Short break. Back in a moment in the war room. For war room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Dot com All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out. 